Hey, hi, welcome, happy Monday. Happy stinking Monday. I am excited to be here. I am sipping on some watermelon electrolytes and that flavor just uplifts my spirits. So we are feeling good today. Heading into the second trimester, I'm happy to say that I've been feeling a lot better. Um, Today we're going to be talking about protein, which I want you to get excited about because I'm trying to get myself excited about it. Honestly, I feel a couple sort of ways about it. Number one, when I start to think about like protein, (laughs) I think back to honestly, like the calorie counting days to my weightlifting days, like my gym rat days. And that was not like cute. I mean, it was, I thought it was cute at the time, but looking back, I'm like, Ooh, there were not a lot. Like I, I had a little bit of, um, what's the word for it? Like it just wasn't the healthiest relationship with my body, food and exercise. Like I loved exercise. Don't get me wrong. I, and I listened to my body, but I was never like genuinely happy with my routine, my flow, what I was eating and how I looked. So when I talk about protein now, it's, I have to do it in a gentle way that I'm like, okay, this is protein is good for me. And why I've been talking about it more recently is because I'm pregnant, (laughs) obviously. And, um, I've just like turned up the volume on my awareness of how much of what I'm eating for the baby, for my health, for the growth of my body and the baby and the nutrients I'm providing and the protein and the fats and the carbs, like also the vitamins. So lots, you know, nutrition is complex and there is no one right way to go about it. So for me, um, like I said, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get excited about protein because number one, counting calories or macros, like that sounds not fun. I've done that before and it didn't last very long. I could never keep up with it. I just snack all the time. I'm not measuring what I eat. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. So the thought of having to like measure or like the thought of having to actually write down what I eat, like a food journal, just it's repulsive. Like, I just don't want to do that at all. Mm-mm. But I do know the importance. Like, I think, you know, it's one thing to say, I need to eat more protein. I really don't eat that much because I know, I know I could eat more. I know I'm aware that I don't eat much, but I don't even know a base point. I could not tell you how many grams of protein I'm consuming a day. Now, before we get into this, let's just do a little weekly recap. We are home. We are settled in after our trip to Massachusetts. Things are going smooth as peanut butter. The girls are like, we started getting into the back to school routine and then we had that whole trip that we had to like up and leave for 10 days and it threw us off. Finally settled in now. Back to school routine. We are feeling good. I'm in the second trimester, so I am really feeling the glow. I'm not nearly as nauseous. I still do have waves and bouts of nausea, especially at nighttime. What does that mean? I never had this nighttime nausea before. Does that mean I'm having a boy? I I, I don't know. Does it just mean this pregnancy is different? I, probably. <laughs> um, and then, yes, obviously, I get tired. I'm feeling my belly growing. 
all the things, but still regardless, feeling good. Um, workouts are good. Speaking of workouts, we have our fall focus challenge starting next week. It is a six week challenge. We have new workouts in there that you haven't seen. They've only been available to mom fuel members. And this year, as I'm pushing out this challenge, which I still like, Oh, that word, (laughs) that word too, protein and challenge. They just have this a little bit of a negative connotation because I feel like moms already have enough challenges as it is. I wish there was a different word for it, but it just is the best word to summarize what we're trying to do here. We're trying to hold ourselves accountable. We're challenging ourselves to do five workouts a week for six weeks. And there are prizes and motivation and community along the way. So I will put the link for registration below. Get in now, reserve your spot. So you can mentally prepare, you can tell your friends, your husband about this, like, Hey hun, I got a workout challenge and I'm sticking to it. It's going to bring you right through October and right before like the craziness of the holidays. I want you to have this routine set in stone. Like I want you to feel like, Ooh, my routine is smooth, like peanut butter too. Like I I'm feeling really good. I'm in a flow and that's what the fall focus challenge is designed for. So I'm excited for you to get started with it with me next week, and you will have these workouts to continue doing throughout the holiday season. I'm clapping like, yay for that. So you get to keep the workouts. They're there. They're yours forever. Again, link is below to get inside fall focus. All right. For watches this week, since I've been home, I caught up on my shows, Jersey Shore and Teen Mom, OG or Teen Mom Family Reunion, whatever they're calling it. And speaking of Teen Mom, like this is only for my Teen Mom ladies. (laughs) I don't know what to call us. Us Teen Mom junkies over here. Listen, a lot of my favorite cast members have are not on the show anymore. You know, like Janelle, (laughs) Kaylin, Chelsea, (laughs) Farah. But wait, let's talk about Chelsea for a second because I have continued to follow her journey on Instagram. And also her and Cole came out with their own reality show down home DeBoer. I think it's on Amazon prime. I watched all that and I reviewed it too. a few, like a bunch of episodes back. It's it was probably in like the spring, maybe anyways, it's available to watch, <laughs> but Chelsea has also started a brand, um, of home decor, but also like accessories like mom and baby accessories, I guess we could call it. Hold on. Let me pull it up right now. The brand is called Aubrey says named after her eldest daughter, Aubrey. Aubrey is a U B R E E. So Aubrey dot says is her brand. It's, and they have like an Instagram page for it. So the whole brand is about your home matters. It's a sanctuary. Um, like everything about your home from your oven light being on and just having a safe spot, a a glow from the fire of a candle, um, just like little things like that. So they designed these pieces to reflect little bits of your home, but they also have like like mom accessories, baby accessories, uh, blankets, vases or vases, (laughs) measuring cups, cutting boards, and every single thing on this website is so cute. Like I've been following the page since she announced like, Hey, I'm starting a brand. Um, the brand Aubrey says DM'd me on Instagram. (gasps) 
and I fangirled. I was like, oh my God. I literally wrote, actually I sent a voice message. I was like, I'm a huge fan of Chelsea and Cole and the kids. And I'm just honored that you reached out to me. So they are sending me a little package. I was hoping it was going to be the home decor stuff, but they're sending me more of like the mommy and me, like baby hats and onesies and like a water bottle, I think. But now this is making me want to like buy the other things because I'm like, oh my God, I like you guys even more because you DM'd me on Instagram (laughs) and everything. Like I said, everything's on there is cute. They don't have a huge selection. Like it's only two pages of of merchandise Um, and the prices are right. Like they're more than you're going to get, you're going to pay for at Target, but I don't know. Like this is very reasonably priced. Like there's a measuring cup set. It's 35. Oh, it's measuring cups and measuring spoons for $35. And they're cute. That's the thing. It's like everything is cute. It has like a little touch to it that makes it different. So uh, sorry, I just went off a tangent about <laughs> that little side story, but I had to tell my teen mom friends because <laughs> I sometimes I still feel like I too am a teen mom. I am not. I am. I could have a teenager. I could be a mom to a teenager right now. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I also watched a movie on the airplane that I didn't get to talk about since I had last week's episode, Um, The Thief Collector. It's a documentary. I I don't even know where this is available to watch, but it was very interesting. It's about this couple. They did have kids, but I don't know. Their kids weren't like a huge part of their life, and they just liked adventures And everyone that knew them were like, oh, they're such a great couple. They go on all these adventures, but they were stealing like very valuable pieces of art on every trip and like selling it in different countries. And they just had this mysterious life that nobody knew about. And then um, the husband was kind of odd. He like ended up, he wanted to be an, an artist too. And he also wanted to be an author and he ended up writing this book. It's supposed to be a fiction book, but the stories are very similar to things that they actually did, but both of them are dead. So they didn't get caught for any of these crimes. (laughs) I don't know. It was blowing my mind. It was from 2023. It was something to watch on the plane. Yeah, that's it. We're going to get into protein now. Let's get into protein. Okay. Um, so when I think of protein, I think of protein powder, like whey protein powder, those big tubs from GNC or like steak and chicken. (laughs) That's what I think of. I just want to remind you first why protein is important for your body, pregnant or not, male or female, child or adult. Protein is an important part of a healthy diet. Proteins are made up of these like building blocks called amino acids Um, And your body uses amino acids to build and repair muscles and bones. Okay, think about that. It builds and repairs your muscles and bones. So if you're not eating protein, your muscles are not going to be as strong and your bones are not going to be as strong. We need those two parts of our bodies, which make up a lot of our body. We need them to be strong. We need them to last a long time. We need to nourish them and take care of them, not only by exercising, but by fueling our body with protein. Okay. And protein also helps make hormones and enzymes and our hormones. Are you kidding me? Those are in control of literally everything. Our hormones, our hormones, hormones control our sleep. They play into our digestion, our fertility, our mental health, 
our physical health. So we need our hormones to be functioning in the prime condition. We need state-of-the-art running hormones, okay? And if protein is going to going to do it. Honestly, it's not, I don't want you to get crazy on protein now after I tell you all this because too much of anything is not good. A really high protein diet with like very little carbs or very little fats, that's not good either. We just need a healthy balance. It's going to look different. Your healthy balance is going to look different than my healthy balance and everybody else's. So protein can also be used as an energy source. I know protein helps me feel full longer. Feels me. It makes me feel more satisfied after a meal. Um, typically, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm good with just like some fruit. I'm being totally honest. Like sometimes I feel like I don't really need protein. I just need some watermelon (laughs) because that's what baby needs right now. Did I miss anything? So builds and repair muscles, uh, great for bone health and development, good source of energy, boosts metabolism also protein does. Um, and then it's just one of those building blocks for our bodies. Now, when you're pregnant, Protein plays a vital role during pregnancy. It helps your baby grow normally while contributing to other areas of their development, including growth and repair of new tissue, making antibodies for their immune system, and then making, again, those hormones and enzymes. So your baby is now getting the same benefits from the protein as you are. Oh, I just looked up, what if you don't eat protein when your pregnant? says, it impacts fetal body composition, body weight, metabolism, and hormone balances. So we just want optimal health right now. And if you're thinking, well, I'm not about to eat like a bodybuilder and just cram down a bunch of protein because my body needs it. Like how, do, how are we doing this? And how much protein are we supposed to eat? Because it feels like a lot. It feels like I need to eat a lot. Do, do I actually need to eat my body weight? in grams of protein. And then if I do, let's say you weigh 145 pounds, like what is that equivalent to in chicken? (laughs) How much chicken breast does that equal out to? So you can Google this and you will see a bunch of different answers. And oh gosh, it's just like, they're not all there. It's just so different, but based on our person, our bodies, I was going to say our personalities, (laughs) No, the amount of protein we has nothing to do with our personality. It has a lot to do with your body, how you digest food, how you metabolize it, how active you are throughout the day, if you're pregnant or not, how many kids you have. Like, I just feel like those can play into it. Are you breastfeeding? Like, that could change how much protein or how many calories in general you should be eating. So there is a general calculation out there. I know I mentioned, like, how much you weigh. So I've seen this. I mean, I think – I. I guess this is more if you were trying to put on more muscle, you would eat however much you weigh in grams of protein. So I use that one example. Now, if you weigh 145 pounds, there's another suggestion out there that says you need to eat, just in general, most people need 0.75 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So gosh, now we got to convert to kilograms. Oh, what is that? This is too hard. Like now we're like doing math here, but it just says on average, on average, right? Like this is an average woman, which we don't really know what her lifestyle is like, how much she weighs, all that stuff, like her activity level. But it says for the average woman, 45 grams and for men, 55. That is not of protein. I don't know where they're getting this number from. Hold on. 
Okay. Okay. Hold on. We are getting a bunch of different numbers now. So I don't want to get into all the calculations, but I'm going to give you a bunch of random examples. So someone, this one says anywhere between 10% and 35% of your calories should come from protein. So if you're eating 2000 calories, that means 200 to 700 calories should be from protein, which would be 50 grams. Stay with me. 50 grams to 175 grams of protein per day. It's a window. I like a window. I like a window because it gives me something to aim for. And if I go above it, it's like no stress, like no stress. You could be at the higher end of that window. You could be just outside the window and not underneath, barely got in there. Like I like just having a a nice big old goal. And if you just land somewhere in there, you're good. <laughs> that's That's for me right there. When it comes to figuring out how much protein is going to be best for you and your goals, because we have to factor that in too. I don't know if your goal right now is to gain muscle or is to look more lean and toned and ripped, or maybe your goal is weight loss. Maybe you would just want to have more energy and you want to see how protein plays a role in that because it does, right? Protein is an energy source. We just learned this. So it, it might be a matter of trial and error, honestly. Um, and also this is something that I would talk to my healthcare team about. I would work one-on-one with a nutritionist, dietitian, someone who can further assess my activity level, my energy output, my goals, and then figure out exactly how much protein I should be eating. That is a good place to start. I mean, you can Google these types of things, but I think it will take that trial and error period. Like if you Google how much protein should I eat if I weigh this much, like there's protein calculators and like macro calculators out there that can help and be a great starting point. Like you don't have to go out and pay some dietitian $700 to tell you how much protein you eat. Like you don't have to do that. That's just going to give you, I think the, the quickest route, right? The quickest answer. But like I said, there's other ways to figure that out and to calculate it. It might take some trial and error for you in terms of like, okay, I should be eating 100 grams of protein. And then maybe you start and you're not seeing a difference or you're feeling really bloated or, you know, you're noticing different things about your body and you might have to tweak and change and alter. I know when I was eating a lot of protein, I was really bloated, but I was also (laughs) using like you know, whey proteins. And I was eating like super highly processed protein bars with all these sugar alcohols in them. And just like not the best sources, not the best sources. So I was trying to figure out, because I myself don't even have like a number uh, that I'm trying to hit of how many grams of protein. I just, I kind of have an idea. I I created a window for myself, like just now, actually, I was thinking about it. And I was like, well, what is my number? Because it is hard to say, like, I need to eat more protein if I don't know, A, how much I was eating before and, like, how much more am I trying to eat, like, one more serving of protein or am I really trying to, like, focus on this right now? So my goal, I'm trying to get between 15 and 20 grams of protein per meal or snack. Meal or snack because a lot of times, like, I just had lunch. I had a... (laughs) yogurt parfait, but I know I'm going to have like my number two lunch that turns the yogurt into a snack. I don't know. 
my eating schedule is a little odd. It's not by the book by any means. I eat two breakfasts, two lunches, and kind of like two dinners, honestly. Like, but both could be interchanged. Like, this could be a snack or it could be a meal, depending on how you look at it. So, if I aim for 15 to 20 grams of protein per snack or meal six times a day, that's getting me anywhere between 90 and 120 grams of protein, give or take. That's my window. 90 seems like a lot though, but it's a window. It's a start. It's a goal. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to try eating this much. We're going to see how it affects my energy. We're going to see if it's like, wow, this is a lot of protein. I can't get all this in. I think it's doable. I really do. So if you're also sitting there listening, like, oh, where are we getting this protein from? Like, are we eating? Kim, are you eating like chicken and asparagus for every meal? Like, that's just what I picture. I grew up, not I grew up, geez. When I started dating Justin, his aunt was a bodybuilder. And so I got to, like, that's when I was like learning these words and like hearing about protein and muscle, like at this level for the first time. And she would just eat chicken and asparagus or chicken and broccoli. And then like when she needed a carb, she would eat like plain rice. And when she needed fats, she would eat olive oil, like by the spoonful. It was very strange. (laughs) There are obviously many other ways to get those carbs and fats, but it's what, listen, we are not bodybuilding. We are baby building right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We made a trademark that from bodybuilding to baby building. We are eating protein. (laughs) Okay. My gosh. Okay. So there's three, essentially there's three different ways to get protein into your diet. There's three different food sources, you could say. There are protein-rich food sources. So that's where you're thinking of meat, eggs, like nuts and cheeses. Then there is foods with added protein. And I I generally like these. It's just hard because you have to read through the ingredients. A lot of times these are processed foods like a protein bar, or a protein oat meal, like literally everything has like added protein granola, protein shakes, like literally all these things, right? So, and you find them in the grocery store, even like um, that brand Quest, they ended up coming out with like potato chips with protein in it, just like just added protein in that way. And then there is, you can like supplement protein with protein powder. So I prefer protein-rich foods that don't have all those. Like it's just one ingredient, right? Like eggs, period. Like you don't have to read an ingredient label because there's no other ingredients, right? Um, But I do like the convenience of having like a protein bar. If I'm on the go, I'm not going to bring a – I mean, you could bring like a hard-boiled egg, but (laughs) – and eggs don't have – you're going to have to eat a couple of eggs to get the amount of protein that you would get from the bar. Anyways – Uh, I I do like that there are options, so that's something to consider um, when you are assessing, you know, what you've been eating, what if you want to get more protein, where it's coming from. Let's talk about, other than, you know, your basic meats, I am not a vegan. I am not a vegetarian even. I know I've been eating plant-based for the last three, four years now, and when I say plant-based, I think our minds automatically go to vegan, but I just don't eat a ton of meat. And I, I cut out dairy. I'm now, I I will have like goat cheese or feta 
or, you know, if there is, I don't know if I have a dessert, I'm not like, is there dairy in this? Like I'm not lactose intolerant. I cut out dairy for like completely different reason. I just really wanted to focus on the vitamins, nutrients, the minerals in plants, like fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, grain, like whole grains. So that's what I've been doing primarily. I still eat, like I said, a little bit of dairy here and there. I will eat fish. I will eat anything Justin hunts. So deer mostly, <laughs> venison, um, turkey. I still get weirded out by like chicken and like your traditional red meats. I'm working on it. Like I want to eat meat again. I just can't, especially now that I'm pregnant. I'm like, mm. I can't do it. I'm trying. So other sources of protein, right? It doesn't have to come from meat. One of my favorites is quinoa, quinoa. And I've been talking about this all summer long because it's fall now, but I was loving my quinoa salads all summer, especially in my first trimester. I make them with lime juice and cilantro, corn, pepper, onion with a little cucumber maybe thrown in there. And it's just so refreshing and good. Now we like quinoa because it is a complete protein. It has those amino acids, those building blocks that our body needs. And it's one of the few plant proteins that does have this. It doesn't have a ton of protein in it, maybe eight to 10 grams of protein per serving. And that's like a larger serving of quinoa, but this is a great option to swap out a traditional grain like rice that has no protein in it. You can swap it out for quinoa and be getting that extra 10 grams. So we like that. Um, and if you're eating it in many meals throughout the day, mixing it, you could sprinkle it on top of a salad. You could have a bowl as like a side dish. You could have it with your protein, like your chicken, beef, whatever you're eating on top of it. You could, you know, mix it in with a stir fry. I just feel like it's so versatile. And I did talk about the amino acids. It does have all nine of the amino acids that the body needs for growth and repair. Okay. Um, And your body cannot produce these amino acids. So that's what makes quinoa a complete protein. We love to see it. We love to eat it. (laughs) I actually made a stir fry this week. I switch it up. Sometimes I make a quinoa salad. Sometimes I just make a batch of quinoa and I don't want anything to it. But this week I made it with chicken broth, bone broth actually to up the protein again. There we go. Um... (laughs) And I made a veggie stir fry and I kept them separate in separate containers just so that I can like mix and match and play around with my meals. But um, mostly I've been eating the vegetables with the quinoa. So that is one of my go-tos. Next, we have chickpeas, also black beans. I love beans. It's one of the, it's just like quinoa. I can add it to what feels like anything. I could add it to soups. I can add it to salads. I can throw it on top of a pasta dish, um, to a veggie dish. Like, and you don't even know that they're there. They don't have much of a taste and they kind of absorb any other sauces you're adding to it. You could make nachos and put black beans on there and be like, I'm adding protein. <laughs> okay. So chickpeas are high in protein. They contain like seven to eight grams of protein per half a cup. That's not bad. So if you're adding, you know, a serving of quinoa, a serving of chickpeas, you got almost 20 grams of protein right there on your dish. That's pretty cool. And chickpeas are not expensive. They come in a can 
I don't know, for like two, three dollars. If you get the organic kind, it's probably more like three, three dollars. <laughs> and I, I just think sometimes we, we assume protein is like the more expensive thing on our grocery list, but quinoa and chickpeas are kind of cheap. Like you're, you can save a buck by, by doing this too. Chickpeas are also the main ingredient in hummus. So if you're like, I can't, I don't like the bean situation, but you like hummus and you can like dip your carrots in it, add hummus to the salad instead. Um, it's a different texture. I don't know. I just want you to eat more chickpeas. <laughs> they are versatile. Yeah. This one says seven grams of protein per half a cup or 15 grams per cup. So they also have fiber, iron, zinc, phosphorus, and B vitamins all packed into that little chickpea. It looks like a little booty. Looks like a little, a little booty bean. And you know what? Hey, if those are going straight to my booty, give me some chickpeas, please. <laughs> All right. This was on a list when I was looking up plant-based protein sources, but it's not one that I eat a ton of, but I'm like, should I? Lentils. Lentils are like these, they kind of look like a cross between a pea and a bean. <laughs> They're usually found in soups and chilies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like, I like my quinoa. I like my beans. I don't need lentils, but they are really high in protein. <laughs> they have, let's see here. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We found it. Lentils have 18 grams of protein per cup. That's a lot. They pack a protein punch right there. <laughs> And this is, like I said, I would only use this in probably a soup, a chili. I'm not eating these by the spoonful at all. Um, I wouldn't even, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I guess I could just sprinkle them on top of a salad. Just my mind is like, no, those belong in a soup with a spoon. But hey, um, maybe to my next chili dish. I do want to make a chili with some cornbread. Ooh, and all those beans in there, some you could even put quinoa on a chili. Yum. Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> All right, seeds. This seems like a very underrated source of protein because seeds are so small and you have to eat a lot of them. <laughs> you got to eat a lot of seeds to see the benefit. Um, but there are a few that I want to highlight. Pumpkin seeds have 8.5 grams of protein per one ounce. Okay, that's pretty good. And that is a good salad topper instead of like a crunchy crouton. You can get a crunchy seed in there. I know it's not the same thing as a crouton. Like I'm telling you, I love my croutons. But just for the, for the, we're doing it for the protein. Do it for the protein or <laughs> sprinkle them on top. You can also sprinkle um, seeds on top of like a soup, like a butternut squash soup or even like a chili. I don't know. I feel like they do that at fancy restaurants. And then hemp seeds. Which me and hemp seeds, that, that was one of the foods that I was like forcing myself to eat back in the day because I knew they were like good for me, but they just taste like dirt. I cannot with the hemp seeds. Nine and a half grams of protein per three tablespoons. It's almost 10. So let's call it 10 grams of protein for three tablespoons. That's like, and those you can throw in a smoothie. You can add top with a salad. Just sprinkle it on. I'm not eating these straight. Do not advise. I don't know if they make flavored hemp seeds nowadays. I just kind of like turned my back to them and said, yeah, I tried that. I'm not, I'm not going back. But they really are high in protein. They're kind of pricey though. I saw them at Whole Foods a couple weeks ago and I was like, should I get, should I get us some hemp seeds? 
And then I saw the price tag. I think it was like $12 for this bag of hemp seeds. And I know what it tastes like. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to just hit on the shelf in my pantry. So if I figure out a way to eat them and enjoy them, I will let you know. I used to go to this bakery in Rhode Island called Wildflower. It's a vegan bakery. And they would have these hemp seed bars, like a chocolate protein bar with hemp. And I don't know how they did it, but they completely mask the flavor. So if I can find that recipe or like Pinterest something, I'll let you know. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. All right. So nuts. We've got almonds, walnuts, cashews, peanut butter. All right. Almonds, nine grams of protein per serving. Walnuts, six and a half grams of protein per serving. Cashews are eight grams of protein. And peanut butter is around eight grams of protein per two tablespoons. So Nuts are one of those things you can make like a little bag of trail mix with a little bit of each of those nuts in it and, you know, add some chocolate chips, add some craisins, add something fun to it too. You don't have to just eat nuts or you could throw some hemp seeds in there. Whatever you are going to eat, you could make like a savory mix. You could make like a sweet and salty mix and have those like pre measured out in little baggies ready to go. So you can grab them, take them with you, put them in the diaper bag, throw them in your purse, in your car. I love a good trail mix. And now you know there's protein in there. Okay. So stock up on the nuts. <laughs> um, let's see. What else did I want to mention here? This is another one that might not be the main source of protein on your dish, but these are great swaps for some lower protein veggies. You can swap them out for these higher protein packed veggies. Spinach, five grams of protein per cup. And spinach is one of those things that you can cook, you can cook up, you can saute a little bit of spinach, you can chop it into your salad, um, you can blend it into a smoothie. If you have not tried blending green spinach into your smoothie, listen, 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 lean in here. It is not as gross as it looks. And I was doing this wrong for so many years. I would like put all my smoothie ingredients in, top with spinach, blend, and you would get all these little chunks of leaves. What you're supposed to do is put the milk in first, almond milk, water, whatever you're using as like the liquid base, put that in just the spinach and blend that first. That create, that like really gets the spinach blended well. Then you add your fruit protein if you want to add more protein to it. And also, also like, listen, spinach isn't just good for the protein. Like we're adding it for all the other vitamins that it's packed with, but it's, it's, it's just another add on. And like in a smoothie, you can't taste it. It's not changing the texture at all if you do it the right way. So why not throw some spinach in there? It's going to go bad sitting in the bottom drawer of your fridge anyway. <laughs> you might as well add to a smoothie. All right. Peas. My girls love peas. And I love knowing that there is protein, eight grams of protein per cup of peas. And peas, I mean, I feel like it reminds me of my childhood too, because we used to eat like peas and corn and carrots, like that little medley all the time, but they have protein in it. So it's, we like it. Um, I like to add peas into pasta dishes. Like I serve it with pasta and butter for the girls and just as a side dish, nothing fancy. Brussels sprouts was listed on here. It only has four grams of protein per cup. And I know Brussels sprouts aren't for everybody, but you could make like a Brussels sprout. (laughs) This is not going to sound good, but I saw like Brussels sprouts and like mixed beans roasted in the oven. It sounds, 
it's honestly, it sounds like a recipe for like a gassy situation there, but just an option. Just, I'm just putting it out there. You can do with it what you will. Okay. Next. Hold on. Oatmeal. This one I was actually shocked by because I think of oatmeal as like carb heavy and you got to really read the nutrition label because a lot of oatmeals, especially like if we're talking processed Quaker oats, you're going to see lots of sugar listed out, lots of added ingredients and probably not 10 grams of protein. But there are, there are oatmeals out there if we're getting like the uncut, uncooked oats. Some of them have 10 grams of protein per cup of oats. And it doesn't have to all be served like in one bowl of oatmeal. You could do like a half a cup in your oatmeal, make overnight oats. You can even add a scoop of protein to that. And then you could do like, I have oat balls, like energy ball recipes that I would use oats for protein. There you go. Um, I'm trying to see if there's like a special oatmeal. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to look into brands, but next time you're in the oatmeal, I look at the label. Okay surprisingly, right? And that's one of those things that's like, I could swap out my Quaker oatmeal for one that's higher in protein, or I could add my protein powder to my oatmeal, double up. We got cottage cheese. I haven't had cottage cheese in probably eight years, but I used to eat it and I used to enjoy it with pineapple specifically. I don't know why that combination always was like delightful, but that was my go-to. Um, roughly 12 grams of protein per half a cup. That's pretty good. But if you're not on the dairy train like me, that's a no. Then we got your chicken. It's packed with protein. Like we're talking 25 grams of protein. Um, okay. Tuna. This is a high protein fish. It does also have omega-3 fatty acids. 20 grams of protein per can of cooked tuna. Oh, wait, 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 I messed that up. <laughs> they make these three ounce servings, I think in like bags. I can picture it's like blue and it says something star, <laughs> 20 grams of protein per one of those. And then they also have the cans have 33 grams of protein. That's crazy. And if you're like, Kim, I don't like tuna. It's too tuna. It's like fish. There are ways you can mix it. Like I know people usually do like a mayonnaise or miracle whip and make like a tuna salad. You can use like mustard or relish and throw in some veggies in there. And you, I mean, I haven't had tuna in a long time either. I'm saying this. I'm trying to make it sound good. I used to follow this one recipe. It had cinnamon in it. I'm pretty sure it had mustard relish. I know cinnamon. It just sounds so odd, but it, it worked. Like it didn't taste weird. I remember I tried it as a free sample at the grocery store. They were like having these little recipe handout recipe cards and they're like, here, try it. And I was like, okay, cinnamon, like on my tuna. What the heck? All right. Then we got tofu. So this is more up my alley. I know soy has been this We've heard good things about it. We've heard not so good things about it. I just think everything in moderation because soy can, I actually am not hundred percent sure. I know it does, or it's said to affect your hormones, but that's if you're eating excessive amounts of this. So if you are introducing tofu into your diet, you shouldn't also be eating 
soybeans, having soy milk on all of the other soy products like soy yogurts and soy is in a lot of processed foods as well. So if you are thinking about trying tofu, just take a look at what you're already eating in terms of soy, but it has 10 grams of protein per cup. I don't really actually love tofu because the texture is just sometimes weird, but it does take on any flavor. It's easy to stir fry, easy to make. Then we've got tempeh, which is slightly different. I am more of a tempeh girl. So tempeh is soybeans and rice like blended together, at least the ones that I used to get. Like there was two ingredients, soybeans and brown rice. And it's a, like a more dense consistency, but same thing. It takes on any other flavors. Um, I don't want to say it's thicker. It's more, Yeah, it's more dense. Like tempeh is more like jello or no. Tofu is more jiggly like jello and tempeh is more firm. That's the word I was looking for right there. So 31 grams of protein per cup. That's a lot. Wow. I got to get some tempeh. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see. The, the texture is more meat-like than the tofu. Um, it's a great base for sandwiches. I used to make tempeh tacos. You can add it to like a burrito bowl, a Buddha bowl, salad. I just learned this. The fermenting process of tempeh creates good for you gut probiotics. How about that? All right. Then we have Greek yogurt. We're going to wrap these up here. We got Greek yogurt listed out. I wish I could find a dairy-free alternative <laughs> that had this much protein in it because I've had like Greek alternative yogurts and it's all soy, which is okay sometimes, but man, 17 grams of protein per serving in Greek yogurt. One of those things I'm like, should I go back to eating dairy? I'm like, I don't know if I can do it, <laughs> but it's a, it's an option. I mean, milk, milk has eight grams of protein, depending on what kind of milk. I mean, this is probably not your skim milk or even 2%, but this is listed on here, eight grams of protein. And oh geez, cheeses were listed on there. And then salmon, which we had last night for dinner, 35 grams of protein per one filet. That is a lot. It, like I'm aiming for 15 to 20 per meal. 35. That's like more than double or just about double my goal. So I like salmon. We have it at least once a week. Justin and I like to do a honey sriracha glaze we mix to get just literally just honey, sriracha, stir, 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 put it on there, pop it in the oven. I also have like a sweet chili sauce from Sprouts I got recently that I've been loving. And then I'll have that with quinoa and a veggie. Extra protein. Okay. Oh, uh, one other that I wanted to add is bone broth, which I talked about in one of the bump day episodes when I was mentioning like what I've been eating in my first trimester. Bone broth has so much protein in it. They come in these little boxes that each box has 20 grams of protein. You just pour it into a mug, heat it up and sip it like a cup of tea, which was really hard for me to mentally get over that. Like thinking this is weird. I'm drinking bone broth and pretending it's tea. Like instead I had to pretend it, I was sipping like chicken noodle soup and it was really comforting, especially in my first trimester. Like when you have like tummy aches and not feeling that great, like just sipping on like chicken noodle soup sounded so good. And like the taste was, they have different flavors of bone broth. 
You can drink it straight. You can add it to soup or your quinoa if you want to do that and add a little flavor to the quinoa. Um, there's all different flavors. My favorite is there's like a mushroom. I think it's like a mushroom chicken flavor. Mushroom. I don't know. It's the mushroom one. <laughs> they also have like a ginger turmeric, a coconut curry, a lemon something. They're kind of expensive though. I will say this is not one of the ways that you're going to save money <laughs> by bo- buying bone broth. It's like $8 per box, like seven or $8 per serving where those chickpeas sound a lot cheaper right now. Those chickpeas and black beans, <laughs> sign me up for that. All right. So we are going to continue this protein journey together. We're going to be, we are going to be glowing because of the amount of protein we're having. We're going to have the perfect amount of protein in our bodies and our bodies and our skin is going to glow. We are going to feel strong. We're going to look good. Okay. But listen, this is actually true. Protein can cause you to glow because those amino acids that I was mentioning, those building blocks, they help create collagen in your body. And what does collagen do? That is great for our hair, skin, and nails, right? So we're boosting our collagen levels, keeping our skin looking smooth and clear and free from wrinkles. And we just have that glow. So go eat your protein, girl. I was going to call it glow teen, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. But the protein, we're, 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 we see you. We're coming for you. The glow gang is out to get her protein right now. Cheers. Have a great week and I'll catch you on Wednesday for a bump date.